Welcome, my friends, to the Bob and Brad podcast, produced by Bob and Brad, the two most famous physical therapists on the internet. I am exactly one half of the Bob and Brad team, uh, and um, I'm Bob, and I am joined today by Jordan, who is a nutrition coach and a fitness instructor, and I'm joined by my, on my right here by Mike. He's actually part of the Bob and Brad crew. And he's got his, they got their own channel, which they do review of Bob and Brad products and other products, yep. fitness products. So uh, today we're going to, uh, the title of our program today is why I went back on the keto diet, which is Mike, why he went back on it. And it's, we were hoping to, you know, give you some advice on for a beginner's guide. And, and then we have some extra advice here too, because Jordan Jordan has worked uh, with people who have been on the keto diets and, and with her vast knowledge. So Jordan, why don't we start with you? Just give your background a little bit. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So um, started out kind of my whole, um, I guess, professional career in the fitness industry. Um, soon decided I wanted to get a little bit more honed in on nutrition because I found that to be, uh, well, that's where my passions lie. So um, anyways, I went on to get my master's in um, human nutrition. Um, I'm, I'd like to clarify right from the get-go, I decided to go the non-dietetics route. So I am not a registered dietitian. So the difference between me and a dietitian is I, um, like, I'm not clinical. I can't work in a clinical setting. Um, I can't do diagnostic work, anything like that. But um, I did go through a master's program and I've um, worked in the fitness and nutrition field for about 10 years now. Um, and I guess just relating into, so that's kind of my educational professional background, but relating into the keto diet, um, I'll, I'll just say right from the get-go, I have actually never gone on the keto diet. I, uh, I tend to follow a very um, low carbohydrate diet just due to the whole foods nature that I follow. So I'm not pumping my body with lots of carbs, but I've never gone in full-blown ketosis before. Um, and, uh, but I have worked with a lot of clientele, um, over the years that have, um, gone on the keto diet, have had a lot of success with it. So, um, I not have personal opinion experience, but at least the background with working with a lot of different populations. That's that. awesome. So, That's awesome. Yeah. So Mike, why don't you give your back? I mean, Mike's a physical therapist assistant. Yeah. So and I have no uh, training from school on diet or nutrition. I've just been curious about it through my twenties and now I'm in my thirties and I've just read a lot, tried lots of different diet approaches. Um, you know, I was just like a very overweight kid until high school. And then I've always been read more about nutrition, eventually found keto diet like six years ago and thought it was absolutely weird. <laughs> and I started it basically based off curiosity. So yeah. Awesome. And I have never been on a keto diet, but I am like Jordan in that um, I went to a, a diet, not a diets per se. I just started eating way less carbs and certainly way less processed uh, sugar foods. And uh, I, I mean, without trying, I lost 20 pounds. Yeah. And it was mostly around the middle. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was uh, really quite amazing to be honest with you, but so why don't we start off with it? Why do you want to talk about what the keto diet is? Do you want to go or you want me to do it? Sure. I can, I mean, give a very, I, I'm into like simple things, but it's a very, very low to no carbohydrate diet. And I shouldn't, I don't like to, I don't know about you, Mike, but I don't like to find it as no carbohydrates, but incredibly, incredibly reduced carbohydrate diets, um, high fats. Yeah, what it is. I mean, there are like a few niche categories of like yeah. zero carb, but that's, 
a whole different animal. Because yeah. the standard isn't it five percent carbs? Five to ten, and mm -hmm. the, the amount of carbs are going to vary upon the individual. So someone that is more like obese, diabetic, more insulin sensitive is going to have way less carbs. So through a lot of like the research studies, they'll stick them on a total of like twenty grams a day. Where mm -hmm. me, who is younger and active, like I know I can eat fifty grams a day of carbs total, and I still think ketosis just fine. Yeah, I think metabolism, metabolism, excuse me, has a ton to do with it's not like hard concrete numbers. So yeah, yeah, it's ranges. So like the ranges would be, uh, you know, anywhere from 80% fat down to 65% fat, typically, they say 75% fat, 20% um, protein and 5% carbs is like yeah. the standard recommendation, but they can all vary slightly. Yeah. So uh, there's like a version with athletes where they tend to increase their carbs around workouts, isn't? Yeah, one? there's different approaches to it. So there's um, cyclical keto, um, which is more like a bodybuilding niche type sure. thing where they'll have carbs, you know, once a week or once every other week to get some muscle glycogen so they can train harder. Um, there's also an approach called targeted keto where they'll just consume like 30 grams of carbs right before their workout. So basically... They digest the carbs, utilize it for energy. And after the workout within an hour, they're like right back in ketosis. And then there's, you know, a standard keto diet is just, you're always in ketosis. And I should say this, you know, the studies that were done on the keto diet were basically done on the standard one. Yeah. And also I think maybe a little bit on the high protein one, but yeah, the other ones have not been studied. So, you know, we, we, you know, we can't really yeah, if you have medical those. issues, it's the standard is the recommended one right. that's being studied a lot. So what are ketones and what is ketosis? Uh, so ketosis is basically a thing your body goes into. It's when, a metabolic state. Yeah, it's a metabolic state your body goes into when you do not have glucose and carbs as your main energy source. So you can get in this way, you know, if you're just fasting in general, or like, say you're stuck on an island and you have no food and all you have is water, you're going to get in ketosis. What ketosis does is it produces ketone bodies in your body. Uh, your body produces ketone bodies, um, which, which are is, a chemical. Yeah. It's typically it. from your liver. They'll start creating them. They will start breaking down your stored fat for energy. That's what it is. Instead of carbs. So yeah. they start using fat for fuel. Yeah. So nutritional ketosis, you can get in ketosis eating food still. You don't have to starve yourself, but you basically to do this, you have to keep your carbs low. Now we should say right here too, this is not keto acidosis. That's yeah. something that um, diabetics. Yeah. Correct. Uh, Jordan. Correct. Yes. And that's yeah. dangerous. Yeah. And ketosis is not dangerous. No. So, so, all right. What, what, um, what are some of the benefits of the keto diet? Let's Jordan, you want to name some? Sure. Yeah. So big thing in terms of like the population that I worked with, I would say like in when I did nutrition coaching, um, full time, um, I was working more with general population, which, um, let's just be blunt and honest. The general population isn't overly healthy in the United States. Right. So I was right. working with a lot of weight loss clients. So, um, big thing with, uh, that drove people towards uh, the keto diet is weight loss. Um, why? Because it works. It works. Um, just as Mike explained, when your body is burning fat for fuel. So we have excess fats. There we go. Um, so weight loss is a big thing. Um, I like to talk a lot about it in terms of brain power. So when your body is not reliant on carbohydrates, it's just 
uh, burning ketones is just a cleaner burning process in the body. Um, I guess that's the best way I have to describe it. Um, and your brain really likes that. Your brain loves ketones and being fueled off that. So um, really good benefits just in terms of I'll just say brain health in general. Um, there's a fancy term called um, neuroplasticity, but I don't know how much we want to get into that, but just our, and also just our brain's ability to heal and make new connections and all of that. So I always think when I think keto, keto diet, I think like brain health and weight loss. And um, I don't know, those are kind of the ones off the top of my head. Until I, yeah. Until I did a little research on this, I didn't realize that that was a, one of the benefits is that yeah. it applies yeah. energy for your brain Yeah, better than uh, the other ones. It gets through the brain yeah. barrier there. And uh, yeah. So like personally for me, like what I would notice from a ketogenic diet is when I ate more carbs, even if it was like, you know, 200 grams a day or something, I would have constant energy sways up and down. Like I'd have real good energy, a couple hours. Um, I'd feel satiated and fine for a couple, two, three hours. And then I'd start to get hungry. And like when I was eating this way, I was still having, you know, a good amount of protein. It's not like I was eating, you know, I'd say when I was calculating, it was like 35% of my calories were from carbs. I'd still get these insulin sways and it would be harder for me to focus on things. Um, I would almost have like, they're looking at uh, psychiatrists or even starting to look at ketogenic diet and the way it affects your brain because people with ADD, um, you know, have claims like I can focus better now. Um, they're also looking at it with like hard drug addicts and rerouting their brain and the way they think their psychiatrists doing that now. Uh, it's another good benefit. Also, you know, there's been a lot of research um, on heart health with it. Um, they've actually like had external heart models, uh, models running off ketones. And actually they say the heart prefers to run off ketones. Um, and your body actually produces ketones, even if you're not in a ketogenic state, it's just, it's a pretty low amount. Sure. And, and I getting back to that brain thing. Uh, they, they think it may slow the progression of Alzheimer's disease. Yeah. So. I mean, some of these neurologists like Dr. Perlmutter, I know um, he's, they're calling it type three diabetic or diabetes because your brain basically can't uh, use glucose for energy anymore. Interesting. I think it's uh, Dr. Perlmutter that wrote uh, brain maker. Is it, am I? He's written think? a bunch. I know grain brain. <laughs> specifically on um, more like ketogenic style diet and like Alzheimer's. I think it's called brain maker, but anyways. Oh, yeah. He's written a lot. I know. A lot of I also saw where it maybe would help with uh, traumatic brain injuries, uh, improving oh, really? outcomes. Yeah. So it's, it's like you said, it's a, a yeah. brain thing more yeah. than I realized. This is so. one of the few diets that, you know, is categorized under fad now because it became popular basically through marketing of food industries you know, that's how it became fad, but it's one of those diets that is really being researched a bunch within like the last 20 years. Like there's been so many different universities and research groups that are looking at different aspects of this eating and like the benefits it can have. Well, that's, we, we'd be uh, remiss here if we didn't talk a little bit about the, the possible downsides, precautions, side yeah. effects. So um, first, since you were on it, Mike, uh, why don't you talk about is it brain fog? Yeah. Um, so adapting to the ketogenic diet is not uh, always the easiest thing for some people. You go through basically carb withdrawals, um, essentially is what it is. So you can have, you know, 
a couple days in for me, I feel fine yet when I start, you know, running out fats and ketones, um, I still have muscle glycogen I am burning through. So your body has 2000 calories worth of muscle glycogen you have to burn through before you start creating ketones. Uh, so what typically happens is once you kind of burn through these muscle glycogen stores, um, you actually start excreting a lot of water through urine. And along with this muscle glycogen and water stores, you're losing a bunch of electrolytes. So if you're not replenishing them and sure. being conscious of it, you're going to get really low levels of sodium potassium, which typically leads to a lot of these keto flu symptoms. Basically. Sure. So that can be um, things like headache, uh, trouble concentrating, just very tired. Um, it can lead to heart palpitations. You know, there's a, a large amount of side effects and people hear, you know, I thought I was supposed to feel good on this diet and they're three days into it and they're feeling miserable. And it's this adaptation phase you kind of have to get through. And once you're through it, you know, it feels good. But yeah, that's kind of the biggest side effect early on. Of yeah, it, Jordan, what have your experience been with the, the uh, clients you've worked with? Um, yeah. So one thing that I always like to mention on when I hear keto diet is um, people can do the keto diet, but have such a poor, poor diet still. So I always use this example. Right. Could you, could you go in ketosis eating um, hot dogs and cheese, craft singles, like processed nasty cheese? Yeah. You go in ketosis doing that? hundred percent. You absolutely, your body could. Could you wait? Yeah, you could, but are you healthy? Are you meeting your nutrient needs? No. Um, so that's from a nutritional standpoint, that's where my biggest hangup is with people is educating. Like you can still eat vegetables. Like, I, I don't know what yeah. it is in the keto community where it became where all of a sudden all vegetables are off limits and all we're eating is dairy, high fat dairy products. And, um, I, I don't know where that came from. So my, my biggest, I guess where I get kind of like riled up about it is when people do it incorrectly and just eat a bunch of, for lack of a better word, just crap food, um, and use it as an excuse to eat all that stuff. So, or like the marketed, like keto products out there that are like, Oh, keto chips. Like what are those, you know, right. so yeah, it'd be really healthy if we do it in a whole foods way. But, um, I, there's a lot of like miscommunication and miseducation and like that side of things. Um, and then I, I just kind of like to touch on too, like why I haven't done it. Cause that might be a question like, okay, I know about it. I know all these benefits. Well, why in the nutrition world and why the heck haven't I done it? Um, my personal like viewpoint too. And I think this speaks more to like females. Cause we just, we think more guys, um, but anything, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> right. Um, but anything that you can just become like obsessive over that makes me like a little nervous with like the female clientele, I think it's great. But I like myself, I already, I sit and I live and breathe fitness and nutrition. So I try to have a little healthy balance with food and not counting things. That's my, my own yeah, personal. I don't like to count things either. Be honest. If, if you're a person who has a diet history, like the up, down, up, down, and you get all in at one time and you're, it, you have a hard time with counting things. If it, you're just get consumed, I think that that can be bad for the mental health side of things. So yeah. I don't like to go without mentioning that. Although I I'm all for the keto diet. I just think anything where we become obsessive and that's all we can think about, that's not healthy either. So Anyways, that's my rant. <laughs> basically monitoring the, the macros, right, Mike? And you want to tell what macros are? Yeah, so your macros are your fats, proteins, carbohydrates. Um, in a keto diet, you don't necessarily have to monitor super strictly, like if you don't like to. 
but you just kind of want to be aware of your total overall carb intake essentially. Sure, and, yeah. and, you know, depending upon how good or bad you feel, it's going to vary depending upon, you know, maybe you're not getting enough fats. Maybe you're missing out on some of these vitamins and minerals. Um, you know, I noticed like when I started keto, you know, what you were describing earlier, they, they term dirty keto is its terminology. And oh, right. yeah, that's like the really processed food stuff. And, you know, for some of these, you know, someone like from my background, like before this, I was eating, you know, you know, chicken, rice, oatmeal, eggs, like I wasn't eating American diet, but I was still running off carbs. So, you know, I kind of knew, you know, I'm going to feel better eating more whole food stuff and having like maybe a keto treat periodically, but not making it a staple in my diet. Right. And so, you know, these people that are going from standard American to keto, it's like, they're basically, you know, still eating their foods, but they're just removing the carb sources from it. Right. And if you all really unhealthy, yeah. What it does is like some people, you know, it benefits them to start it. And then once they get into the adaptation, you know, then there's a time to let's start getting some better food supplies in there and still be in ketosis, you know? Right. Like that's what I like that. I personally, that was Jordan's challenge. Yeah. Cause I know, um, you know, Dr. Eric Westman is, he's a big, Actually, no, no. he's the associate professor of nutrition at Duke. And he's been running like a ketogenic clinic for like 13 years, Okay, uh, eating keto for 20 years. But he, you know, Duke is in an area of the South that people have low right. income and they don't know a lot of knowledge. So he's like, you know, the best thing I found for them is I give them a sheet of paper of all the keto friendly foods. And I tell them, pick what they want to start. Yeah. And he says, do it 30 days, pick what you want, what you like. I'm not going to tell you what to do. And then once they get adapted, yeah, he'll start trying to eat better things. But he's, he's so fascinating because he goes, you know, I have these people that are eating these, you know, dirty keto foods. And he's like, you know, I look at their blood work and it's so weird because I can't tell if they're eating it. <laughs> like all right. Just having the lack of the insulin and the processed food and sugar, you know, they're still getting better. Sure. So, but, you know, he says, you know, you, if you can clean it up, you know, eat cleaner. But that's one of the concerns, too, is that the long term effects of eating some of the bad, dirty kill. Yeah. Know, would, would not be apparent I mean, right away. Yeah. I mean, unless so, you're constantly getting monitored, you know, right. You know, your blood work, your and your cancer risk. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 that's hard to know unless you've had long term studies. Mm-hmm. So. Hey, I, I'm afraid we're going to have to probably cut off today. We're going to have to continue this on another day without a doubt, because there's a lot more we can discuss. Yeah. And uh, we'll do that. So, uh, you know, monitor our uh, channel and our podcast and look for the future information on, on Keto again. So thanks, Jordan. Thanks, Mike. Mm-hmm. We'll see you again.